This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. As a guy who learned the hard way how important proper nutrition is on your health and the great harm excess weight can have on your health, I urge you to get serious about your health with SimpleToLose.com. Diets don't work, and you're really only going to be successful losing weight when you learn how to eat differently. And that is why the free health coaches at Simple to Lose are so helpful. They teach you how to eat six meals a day and why it works. Many people on my team are working with Simple to Lose and their health coaches. As a team, we've lost over 850 pounds. Mary has lost over 85 pounds and wants to live a long life to keep her family strong. Brad's lost 40 pounds, finally feels like he did when he was in his 30s. Chris, whose father died young due to obesity, has lost 100 pounds and is off most of his medications. Change your life, get healthy, and thrive today. Go to Simple SimpleToLose.com today, not tomorrow. Go today. SimpleToLose.com. Results do vary. Typical weight loss is 2 to 5 pounds per week for the first two weeks, then 1 to 2 pounds per week thereafter. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Auburn University. Alabama University. Florida State University. Iowa University. Arizona State University. Fine institutions, all five, Auburn, Alabama, Florida State, Iowa, Arizona State. In fact, five top universities in the country, I would say. And they also top the list of the top five universities with the highest STDs. So, just a thought, if you're thinking about going to a university, there may be a reason that those universities are the highest STDs universities. Good luck. God bless. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the program. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate live. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming to a gallery, an art gallery near you soon. Because it's happening in Australia right now. Yes, naked art. Now, we've all seen paintings, pictures of naked people everywhere. And all the time we hear it's art. It's just art. Well, now, the National Gallery in Australia has commissioned artist Stuart Ringhold since they're doing the exhibition from James Turrell, a retrospective. They want Ringhold to host three nude tours of the exhibit, all sold out in one day. It's not viewing naked art. It's viewing art naked. Huh? Come on. Come on. Now, it's not the you know it's not the first time that they've done that, but uh, he claims, look, look, Terrell is an American artist known for works that 
manipulate light and space as his preferred media, and according to Ringhold, creates works that's better viewed without clothing. Well, of course it is. The term sky-clad is used within naturist and nudist communities as a term for being without clothes. Terrell is interested in light perception, spatial experience, the sun and the moon, and all things celestial. He's well known for his sky spaces, which bring the sky closer to and upon the viewer. He's commented, we are light eaters, and skin drinks in light in the form of vitamin D. His work is minimal and reductive. The nude audience is reductive. It seems an appropriate pairing Virtuality squared. The audience, under the effects of changing light conditions, I anticipate that it will morph from resembling a marble sculpture to a character from science fiction. Nudity frees the spirit. It promotes positive body images, an opportunity to accept one's body, not despise it. It is educational. Education through feeling. We consider the notion we are less sexualized with our clothes off than on. You know what that nasty clothing does? It engages the imagination and sparks the lust drive. Without the material registers of clothing, the nude body desexualizes. Being nude is fun and promotes happiness. Whenever we are nude, whether it's taking a bath, skinny dipping in the ocean, or making love, we are generally at our happiest. So true, James. So true. So I'm thinking, what do we? What do you think we uh, we experience the the show? Maybe we have uh, Naked Saturday. Kind of you know experience the show naked. Eh, you know hashtag uh, naked naked show. And I'll take your word for it. Or you know maybe you could uh, maybe you could hashtag it with a selfie. Uh, you know. Let me see the shoulders or something or the feet or whatever. I don't need the whole nude shot. So maybe we'll do that uh, in the future. Maybe we'll have a special uh, hashtag naked show. And I'll take your word for it. You can take my word for it. I'll join in because it's, you know, it's part of the part of the whole experience. You know, in the words of the words of the great, the great James Terrell. I put you in a situation where you feel the physicality of light. I want to address the light we see in dreams and the spaces that seem to come from those dreams. I'm interested in this new landscape without horizon. My art is about your seeing like the wordless thought that comes from looking into the fire. Light is... Not so much something that reveals as it is itself revelation. For me, it's using light as a material to influence or affect the medium of perception. Hi, I'm James Terrell. I spent years doing a lot of LSD, smoking a lot of marijuana in the desert. And I believe light and perception, our body soaks it in. And it is art. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So much to get to on the broadcast today. Uh, my gosh, we're going to have to, you know, we'll have to address a little bit of the um, little bit of the pizza deal because it's unbelievably agonizing. I went off a little bit last night at the house. You were not fortunate enough to be a part of that. So I've calmed down a little bit from that. Uh, it's, it's a little frustrating because uh, we have, we've come together. Uh, look across America. In fact, look around the globe, and you'll see that we've come together like, well, like a James Terrell's Naked Art Gallery show. We really have. Everyone is in love with each other, and which is what you know. Actually, <laughs> maybe we do need a little bit more James Terrell with some naked art shows because the rest of the world, the rest of the world. Seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. And since it is Easter weekend, I wonder if that handbasket is going to have some chocolate in it. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. Jeff Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh, Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. I'm not sure what Mike is uh, you know, going to give away today in his, uh, his broadcast. Maybe, maybe you'll be fortunate enough to get uh, some uh, personally engraved stunt brain collar stays. So, uh, boy, you got that to look forward to, huh? And you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, or you can uh, follow me on Facebook, Jeffrey Fisher. And, uh, you know, let's, I don't know. I, I'm debating whether I want to talk about Indiana or not, because I know everybody has been talking about it and beat down, beat down, beat down on Indiana, although it is agonizing. And I really don't understand the, I really don't understand how it's such a disconnect to what's real uh, and what actually what actually is going on. Um, it all starts with the false premise. And then to make their point, it's with the false premise. 
it's not, uh, for example, for example, false premise. And, and then, it, seriously, uh, I, I'm tying it in maybe a little bit to this administration. Uh, and uh, you know, I try to, I know you get beat up to death uh, in the week, uh, throughout the week with all the broadcasts, uh, you know, on this administration and what's going on around the world with, you know, government and politics. I got it. It's agonizing. But it really is agonizing. So, I mean, even our administration, which is fantastic at it, professionals at giving you the false pretense and then giving you uh, the example of what, why that's bad. Um, yeah, but it's not because you, for example, here's a tweet. You won't sell flowers to a gay couple for their wedding, but you'll sell flowers to a married man for his mistress. Um, yeah. Okay, false premise. False premise. Uh, the gay couple comes in and says, Hi, I would like you to cater our wedding. And it's either two women or two men, right? And so you're already, you have the gay couple or the soon-to-be gay couple. And so you say, you know what? No, um, I can't participate in your nuptials uh, because I don't agree with that. My religion says that's wrong. Uh, But hey, (laughs) you know, if you want to buy some flowers and no problem, I'll sell you some roses, okay? The man that comes in to buy for his mistress, I'm almost willing to bet. I obviously could be wrong. But if you were to come in and say, hi, I'm a hetero man, and I need flowers for my mistress. My wife is home with her chill with our children, and I'm so sick of her. I've got to take flowers to my mistress and be with her. Pretty sure. Pretty sure that the flower lady would say, no. Uh, No, go home to your wife and kids. Yeah, no. Because why? The hetero man buying flowers for his mistress. Um, He doesn't say that, does he? No. He comes in and says, hi, I'd like a half a dozen roses. Just like the gay man or the gay woman. Hi, I'm gay woman. I'd like to buy flowers. Um, okay. Hi, I'm hetero man. I'd like to buy flowers. Okay. It's all false premise. It's just unbelievable. And the... Uh, if you look at the story, uh, Dana Lash you know, started the GoFundMe for the Indiana Pizza Place Memories Pizza, and it's just slayed out of control. Uh, last, I, I can check here in a second, uh, bring it up and see exactly what it is. But I looked earlier, and it was you know, 800000 850000 or whatever. Unbelievable. Uh, and it's just amazing to me that it all was by accident. That uh, the little little reporter came in and just 
questioned the girl behind the counter trying to sell a pizza. And some of the, Dana was on uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly file, and some of the remarks below, uh, I'll tweet it out, I'll, I'll retweet it. It's amazing, uh, the hate and the division between the people when really there shouldn't be any division. It's almost like they want to set us back another, you know, 50 years, 60 years. It's unbelievable. And I don't even think it was that bad then, but maybe it was. Maybe I'll give you that it was. I'll give you, of course it was bad, Jeff. We had to hide in the closet. I got it. I know. I know. I know. And it was, and it was, uh, you know, I get it. You don't get to choose. I get it. I know. You were born that way. I, I understand. And you can't even remember the jokes of, uh, 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 that guy's good looking. <laughs> he might be able to turn me gay. I got it. Can't say that anymore. Bad. Eh, eh, eh. I, in fact, you know, have been around uh, gay people, uh, men and women, who have used the same joke the other way. Oh, she's a good looking woman. That could almost make me go hetero. He's a good looking man. I could almost... I can almost think about going hetero with that one. You don't. Bad, 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 bad. Bad. You cannot do that anymore. Got it? Don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. Now, you've got uh, you've got people giving money to Memories Pizza, and then you've also got a, you know, we we talked about the uh, reporter who randomly picked Memories Pizza. But then you have this Alex Bryan, who is verified with 1,000 people following her or him, uh, who works for at CBS6 in hashtag RVA, Richmond, Virginia, alexbryan.com. Her tweet. Are you kidding me? Now, this was April. This is when it started for Memories Pizza. Okay, this is when Dana started it uh, because it was April 1st, 6.33 p.m. I mean, that's right after Dana started it for them. Uh, are you kidding me? Indiana Pizzeria raises 17000 in an hour by being bigoted. Next tweet, uh, 13 minutes later. I have reported the GoFundMe for Memories Pizza for fraud, just in case. Uh, this is Alex Bryan, at Alex Bryan, A-L-I-X-B-R-Y-N. Uh, she got quite a few responses, uh, uh, quite a few responses. So she's, uh, uh, or oh, let's go to, let's go to AlexBryan.com, shall we? Oh, it doesn't link up to her website. Of course not. Why would it do that? It just takes you right to your... Oh, here it is. Thank you for your support. Account not representative of my employer. Uh-huh. Good luck. Let me know how that pulls out for you. Okay? Let me know how that works out. I was concerned. Oh, she wrote, even wrote a little letter. Oh. Oh. Um, 
I came across a GoFundMe campaign that was created by Crystal or Kevin O'Connor. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't created by them at all. Uh, that's okay, though, for not giving Dana the, uh, you know, the credit. Uh, also, let's see. I was concerned the GoFundMe account might also be a fake, especially after seeing someone had created a fake Memories Pizza website. Uh, yeah, they they hacked in and, and just trashed their website. But that's another story. And you know that. Be working for a CBS television station, don't you, Alex? Uh, I reported the campaign to GoFundMe's fraud page so they could look into the its veracity. I searched for the name of the person associated with the GoFundMe account and reached out via social media and didn't receive a response. Really? Well, because I know that Dana Lash and her her show people are never on Twitter, ever. You never see them on social media. Oh, wait, Alex. Don't lie. The whole thing's a lie. This had nothing to do with my job. Of course not. Of course it didn't have anything to do with your job because you still want your job. You still want to get paid at CBS in Richmond, Virginia. Don't want to lose your job because you know you screwed up, Alex. At Alex Bryan, A-L-I-X-B-R-Y-A-N. I never wrote a news report on this matter. I participated freely in social media discussions only on my personal account, expressing my own views. And I regret that my post may have reflected negatively on my employer. Yeah, I bet you do, at Alex Bryan. Uh, there's, there's no way 140 characters could encapsulate my personal opinions surrounding this topic yeah that i believe at alex bryan that i believe the jeff fisher show the blaze radio network is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh, update uh, on the Memories Pizza donations. Uh, the Dana Show, Dana Lash. Uh, she put this on our website, uh, danalashradio.com. Uh, thank you all for supporting this family when they came under attack. The total, $842,387 have been raised. Uh, next steps, final act, uh, the Dana Show staff uh, give contact info to the O'Connor family. And we spoke to the dad uh, on the air on the Glenn Beck radio program uh, earlier this week. Uh, amazing. You know, he owns a pizza shop, for goodness sake. He sells pizzas. My gosh. How many how many pizza stores are in America? Seriously. How many pizza stores in America? I bet you. I bet you there's at least seventy thousand. We have to find that out. I gotta see if there I gotta see if there's while I'm talking to you, I'm gonna see if I can do I'm going to see if I can walk and chew gum at the same time and look up pizza store statistics. And we've got, see if there's actually how many pizza stores in America. That's agonizing. Okay, we've got to find out how many pizza stores in America. Because first, how many pizza stores in America, if you actually believed as a gay couple that you wanted pizza catered for your wedding, yes, we want, uh, we want the couple to be raised up on a pile of pepperoni on the center pizza. If you actually wanted that, okay? 
and you went to Memories Pizza, and they said, no, we can't do that without, we don't believe in that. It's not our religion. We don't buy that. We'll sell you pizza, sell you a slice, sell you a piece, sell you a whole pie. Uh, you get your soda with it. You can sit down over there and enjoy the heck out of it, but we're not going to cater your wedding. You could, A, buy the buy a pizza and enjoy it along with the soda at the store, and nobody would care. Uh, or you could, B, say, oh, okay, thank you. And you could go to, I, I bet you there's 100,000 pizza shops in America. I'm being told in my ear there's 61,000. I apologize. I was wrong. There's only 61, uh, there's 60, uh, first of all, 61,000, come on, 61,000 pizza shops in America, according to a voice in my ear. Now, let's say that's true. Say the voice in my ear is true. You couldn't walk down the street. You couldn't go over and say, hey. I'll go over across the street. I'll bet they'll make me a pizza with a pile of pepperoni and two statues on the top and cater my wedding. Mm. What we really would like is stuffed crusts without the pizza and then a giant pile of pepperoni with the two little dolls, statues, standing on the top of the pepperoni. Mm. Boy, that's a wedding cake, huh? Yeah. No, it's a wedding pie. Anyway. Uh, the final act, Dana's show, um, 842000 Unbelievable. Life-changing. Life-changing. Her idea, of course, was to help them out and buy a pizza. Think of that. I think 29000 or 30000 people gave money. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic. And they were helped from people all over, all over. Every, I mean, shows, uh, talk radio, Dana, Glenn, uh, 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 all talk radio. Hit it hard. And help this family. Boy, the hate in America, huh? Yeah, the hate in America. Because they can't even open their doors. Can't even open their doors. A teacher tweeted, hey, we're, let, who's with me? Let's go burn this pizza place down. Um, he's been suspended. Why isn't he fired? Why isn't he being investigated by the State Department or the DHS or the FBI or whoever the hell inv- investigates terrorists? We just... We just arrested two NYC women who declared themselves citizens of the Islamic State and wanted to set off who wanted to set off bombs. They didn't set off bombs in the U.S. They wanted to. Is this teacher any different by saying who's with me to go burn down this pizza place? I guess so because it's this, right? It's not ISIS and it's not it's not against it's not Ferguson. It's not a, a white cop killing a black person. It's not a police officer. Uh, killing a white person, it's not uh, that. It's it's uh, it's we're talking about a pizza place, right? Okay, all right, I'm good, fine, no problem, no problem. That's how we'll live now. So anyway, uh, no need to uh, concern GoFundMe. We'll release to his family and his family alone. Uh, we're coordinated with a respected financial advisor, Ed Budowski. He's a respected financial advisor, Ed Budowski. 
Uh, but Oski and an accountant are traveling to Indiana Monday morning uh, pro bono to meet the family and set them up uh, so the blessing doesn't become a burden. We'll update on the progress. How fantastic is that? Dana, that's fantastic. Great work. Uh, life-changing for these people. And at least they can uh, be closed because even if you're closed, you say, okay, well, even if one each person gave them a dollar, so they had 30000 which would have been fantastic too, uh, definitely not life-changing, but fantastic because I believe that's what Dana had in mind, letting them stay, be able to stay closed and have enough money to survive. Uh, you lose the momentum of being open and people coming to your business. And I, I tell you, I don't even know if, these, if, this, if this particular shop will be able to open up again ever. It's, uh, anyway, great job, Dana Lash. Um, Barbara in Fort Worth, you are on the Jeff Fisher program. Hello. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, Barbara. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> Welcome to Somniacs Unite. Um, my the point I was I was calling about and like would like to make is because I'm a sign maker, and this law compels me to take orders from everybody, regardless of their um, religion, does that mean if the Westboro Baptist Church came to me and they wanted to make their signs, I could not say no? Is that, is that do I have this story right? Well, and maybe some other hateful groups came to me, KKK. Right, right. Um I, first of all, uh, thanks for your call, Barbara. I appreciate it. And and thanks for listening to the Blaze Radio Network and my broadcast. Um, look, if it's against – most businesses are going to do – if you go into their business, you know, they want the business. My gosh, they're open for business. But the days of no shirt, no shoes, no service, and capitalism actually working are – um, we're down a bad road because, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you, the days of saying, you know, uh, here's an event. Uh, we want your business to be part of this event. And you say, no, I don't think so. I don't want my business to be a part of that event. Okay. And then the people, who go to this event or don't go to this event get to decide whether they're still going to go to your store and do business and have you stay open. Capitalism. So if they don't, then your decision not to be a part of this event caused you to close down. So when you open another store or maybe next year when you are still broke and your company is struggling and they say, hey, how would you like to become part of our event? And you would say, yeah, (laughs) boy, that was a mistake last year, huh? Yes, it was. And so then people start coming to your place of business and doing business and you get to make some money. Capitalism. People decide. You, nice guy. You ever, I mean, all right, I know I'm 150 years old. Actually, I'm 99. I'm 99 years old. I'm going to celebrate my 100th birthday this year. And I know that when I was a kid, I remember 
I remember stores that you'd go in and, and you would go in quick. You didn't want to. You didn't really want to go in there because the old man was cranky and he always was hollering at you or telling you to get out. As a kid, out of here. Get your candy and get out. What are you doing in here? Your parents know you're down here. Oh, you didn't want to go in there because the old man was cranky. It's his store. So maybe instead of going there, we went down to another store four or five blocks down the road because we got to hang out a little bit. They were a little bit nicer. Capitalism. It's an amazing thing. And I get to decide. And on top of which, when it's part of our religion, the Constitution, I get to do that. And so do you. My religion says this. So I can't do this. Oh, okay. I'll go next door. Next door. Sure. I can do that for you. Oh, no problem. Why? Bill next door couldn't do it for you? Nope. He said it was against his religion. Yep, that's the way Bill is. He really believes in his religion. My religion says it's okay to make these signs, so I'll make them for you, okay? Okay, great. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Get Everybody get, gets along. That's what America's supposed to be. America isn't supposed to be the great divide that it has become and specifically become huge divide. Canyon in the last six years. What has happened in the last six years? What has happened in the last six years? Can't figure it out, but it's gotten a lot bigger in the last six years. Wonder what happened in the last six years. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. $842,387 to the O'Connor family and Memories Pizza from Dana Life. Fantastic. That is fantastic. The only problem is with this entire stinking story. This is like, what, day four? Day four or five of this stupid story. I'm banging stuff on my desk. I apologize. All it has made me do is want pizza for four days. <laughs> I want pizza so stinking bad, I can't tell you. All I want is a giant double cheese pepperoni and mushroom pizza. Please, stack to the, That's all I want. That's all I want. I'll leave, it doesn't even have to be. It could be thin crust, fat crust, medium crust, little guy crust. I don't care. So... I'm told in my ear, the voice in my ear said there were, what, 64,000? 61,000 pizzeria places in the the voice in my ear. However, I go to Statistic Brain, statisticbrain.com, and I look at pizza statistics. And they tell me the total number of pizzerias in the U.S., 
and this was dated six eighteen. Uh, this was all. Oh, this was dated two thousand thirteen. Oh boy, man, almost two years ago. So, you know, it says there's seventy thousand. So I guess maybe in the last two years, nine thousand pizzerias could have closed. Yes, I believe that that is possible. So maybe there is only sixty one thousand. In the last two years, 9,000 pizzeria places closed. Very possible. So according to this, uh, in 2013, uh, we would eat 252 million pounds of pepperoni. Annual pizza sale revenue, $32 million. Slices of pizza that are eaten each second, 350 slices. And that number has dropped since I have been on the air because I have not had a slice of pizza in all those seconds. 65% uh, of pizzerias in America are independently owned. So that tells me that if you went to a pizza shop and asked to have it catered for your gay wedding and they said, no, it's against our religion, the odds are forever in your favor this Hunger Games, uh, that you could go to another pizza place and you could get your wedding catered pretty easily. Um, average number of slices of pizza eaten by a person every year, 46 slices. I'm going to try to up that average possibly today. Uh, the pizza, so I can't do that though. See, that's, that's I just can't. can't. I'm back back feeling good and I'm on the plan. I'm on the I'm on the simple to lose plan. I'm doing good. So no pizza. That's why I haven't had it. I've been doing great. Simple to lose.com. It's a lifestyle change. See? And choices have consequences. And I'm choosing not to have the pizza. Although it sounds really good, but I'm choosing not to. Simple to lose.com. It's real simple. <laughs> That's why they call it simple to lose. Get your free health coach. Get started today. Become the you you want to be. Guys, okay, simpletolose.com. Um, man, I tell you, the first six months for me, I lost 120. And now I'm, uh, I've lost. I'll tell you more. I'll tell you more. But just go to simpletolose.com. Sign up for that free health coach. More to come on the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? This is... Just what that guy said, the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. No need to go anywhere else than the Blaze Radio Network. I mean, you've got Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast. He's doing some uh, Easter over special. 
I noticed he didn't mention in his little Twitter campaign the personalized stunt brain collar stays that he could possibly be giving away. But, you know, that's okay. Whatever. Good luck. God bless. And then you've got, uh, we do you a little Glenn Beck weekend, and then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live on the Blaze Radio Network, your Saturday complete. And then David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie B. Sundays, action-packed. And then right back to the weekday schedule. Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. My gosh. <laughs> I, you know, you say it out loud and you realize you're welcome. I told you about the top five universities that uh, lead the country in STDs. But really what you need to worry about is make your kids become baseball players. It's a tough job. It's not as easy as it looks. But right now, Major League salaries this year, we're about to we're about to have the boys of summer take the field. Ladies and gentlemen, $4 million a year average for Major League Baseball salaries. That, not a bad living. Tough job, but not a bad living. Now, some tremendous couple of couple of tweets to round out last hour, which really <laughs> these were actually tremendous tweets. Uh, one from uh, uh, at George Carl, nineteen fifty-five. Uh, Wait, you think a union teacher should be arrested for making a terrorist threat? Probably get reassigned to a better school. You're right. I apologize, and. Dwarf clone, at Dwarf clone. Interesting how at Alex Bryan seems to want to stay in business while trying to destroy the O'Connor family business. Hashtag hypocrites. Amen. Two tremendous tweets that came into at Jeffy MRA, which is where you could follow me, by the way, or you could follow George or Dwarf clone or whoever the heck you wanted. <laughs> this is America. Oh, darn it. All right, so The Walking Dead, tremendous last show last week. Uh, you can catch, uh, we do, you know, the Talking Walking Dead podcast. You can catch it up at the blaze.com slash radio uh, under the Jeff Fisher Show. But I found a little something that's fascinating, and it makes so much sense, it's kind of weird. Um, so the first, and this actually holds true for the first Two, three seasons, maybe three and a half seasons, something like that, until the uh, until the governor. If you want, you know, see, so three and a half seasons, four seasons. The governor, they rounded out the governor in season four, I think, right, beginning of season four, something like that. So, facts that prove the Walking Dead. It's basically Toy Story. <laughs> I read, I saw the headline, and I thought, "Shut up!" And then you think about it a little bit. And you start, and then you read what they have to say, and you think, "Oh my gosh, it's true." The Walking Dead, Toy Story. Uh, the hero is a sheriff. He occasionally a uh, grumpy leader of a group of misfits. He has a kid he loves more than life itself. His best friend is a hyper macho officer of the law. His kid grows fond of the hero's best friend. He tells his friend to stay away from my kid. They eventually 
come to blows and fight under a truck? The hero kills his friend. All while being overwhelmed by armies of horribly disfigured, shambling corpses. Somebody poisoned the water hole. Then, then more of how The Walking Dead is pretty much Toy Story. They discover an ideally gated community. They're welcomed with open arms by a kindly leader who has a southern accent and enjoys standing in the back of trucks. The leader, really a psychopath, driven mad by the loss of his little girl. The hero's friends are tied up and interrogated. Meanwhile, the hero receives an unexpected phone call. Then, orchestrates a prison break. The people whose lives he saved are eternally grateful. At the same time, the leader consults with his bookish flunky. The blonde with the ponytail realizes she's been sleeping with the enemy. And the leader says, you're not going anywhere. The Walking Dead. Basically, Toy Story. That's fantastic. Uh, That truly is uh, an absolute great look at The Walking Dead. And really, Toy Story. So when you think to yourself, I can't watch Walking Dead. It's too horrible. No, just like Toy Story. Don't worry about it. It's just like Toy Story. So what city do you live in? Really? Do you live there? Why would you live there? I mean, really? You like it? All right. Whatever. Uh, The hardest working cities in America, according to Wallet Hub, uh, Anchorage, Alaska, number one. No, thanks. I'm sure my wife would love it. Uh, No. Uh, Maybe we go there for a little trip. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, no, not living in Alaska. Know why? Too cold. Really? Here in North Texas? Too cold. I don't care about the heat waves of the summer baking Texas at 100 miles, 100 degrees. Don't care. Still too cold. Too much time coldness. I lived in, I mean, I lived in Florida for a long time. Now, this area here is it's beautiful. It's, it's northern Texas. And in fact... Uh, Plano and Irving and Garland. Okay, all those three are in the Dallas Metroplex. Plano is number three of the hardest working cities. Irving, number five, which is where we broadcast from, Dallas County, just outside of Dallas uh, proper. And Garland, Texas. But those these three are all in the Metroplex, all in the top ten uh, of the hardest working cities in America. And it's beautiful here. I love it. However, uh, you know, it snows here. I'm sure you know that because, I mean, it's, it's Dallas shuts down. But it snows and it gets cold and there's ice and it's windy. And, uh, you know what else North Dallas, North Texas doesn't have? The ocean. 
I miss seeing the ocean every day. Oh, if you are living anywhere where you can see the ocean, bless you. Feel blessed. And it's even even the even the Atlantic. I don't care if it's the Atlantic or the Pacific or the Gulf of Mexico, whatever, or wherever you're listening to this broadcast at, if you can see the ocean, good for you. Okay, if you go off across if you're around big bodies of water, it's beautiful. Like we're up in Michigan, the Great Lakes. I like seeing the water. I like being a part of that. And uh, it doesn't have that here. I miss that. And I'm watching the show. <laughs> I got sucked into the Netflix show uh, Bloodline. And it takes place in the Keys of all places. And, you know, so I've been, the show is all Florida. And it's making me, I've, I miss, I got to go to Florida. I got to go down. I got to go down for get my Florida fix. Once I get there and then I realize that the humidity slaps you in the face when you walk out of the house every day. And uh, remember those days when you didn't sweat because it was cold in Texas, Jeff? Yeah, those days are gone. You're back to sweating every single day, every shirt soaked. Oh, okay. Let's go back to Texas. But I need my Florida fix soon because I miss it. And uh, Tampa Bay is a good place to be. Now. But look at this. The hardest working cities, my gosh, in the top 20, Houston, Fort Worth is 21. Uh, Houston, 20. Let's go to Texas. Dallas, 15. Arlington, 14. And then you go into the top. Then you go into the top 10, which you already heard. Virginia Beach, Virginia, number two. Cheyenne, Wyoming. See those places. Cheyenne, Wyoming. Those places, cold, man. I, I get they're beautiful and everything, but it's winter. I don't, I'm tired of winter. Man. I, can re- I remember growing up in Michigan, and the winters came, and you had you know maybe a day of summer, and then it was winter again. I'm sorry, you did have a day of fall, and then winter. Uh, and then, hey, look, isn't it going to be summertime soon? Yes, you get a day of spring, summer, fall, winter. Uh, I wanted to get away from winter, and I did, Uh, amazingly, because guess what? This is the United States, and you get to travel anywhere you want when you want. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. You get to do that. It's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. So anyway, so I get sucked into the show Bloodline. On Netflix, I know I'm just talking about the stupid show Bloodline. If you haven't seen it, you know it's worth a watch. It starts out, it starts out kind of, they starts out kind of slow, but it, you get into the characters. It's a you know, um, family hate secrets, that kind of thing. But uh, uh, down in the in the keys, it's based in the keys, and uh, I love what they do. With the guy, the oldest, the character who plays the oldest son, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. He's kind of like the narrator of the show, too. He's telling the story. And he has the, during the show, they have these, what you, you know, what are like flashbacks. But they're really flash forwards. Because he's telling you the story that's building up to what he's showing you as a flash forward. All the other people in the show have kind of like flashbacks to where, from where he's telling the story from. 
Uh, it's really, it's really kind of cool how, uh, how they do it, and uh, I'm enjoying it, and I'm deep into it now, and I have, I have to finish it now, right? I can't. It's like I don't know, 13 or 14 episodes, and once you get past, I don't know, five or six, I don't know where I'm at now, seven or something like that. I mean, can't stop once you start, right? Right? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh-oh. I got now people mad at me now. Toy Story is not like The Walking Dead. It's not dark. Honey, is that you? I won't hear of it. We own every Walking Dead DVD. I mean, we own every Toy Story Walking DVD, and you're not going to make Walking Dead like Toy Story. You're not going to ruin Toy Story. You're not going to do it. You're not going to ruin Toy Story for me. Okay? It's not like The Walking Dead, but it is. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, you can uh, see that it actually uh, is, since I uh, just tweeted it out, at uh, JeffyMRA, to uh, let you know exactly uh, how it is like The uh, uh, Walking Dead. And I'm going to put that on my Facebook page right now, as a matter of fact, so that you can see it on Facebook as well, because it is 100% true. And like I said, remember, it's also the first, you know, the last, you know, the last season and a half, last two seasons really have not been, uh, you know, Toy Story-ish. But maybe the new Toy Story will will catch up. You never, never know. Never, never know. But for those of you that are mad, sorry. I don't want to ruin Toy Story for you. Just watch it this weekend and get over yourself, okay? It's not like Walking Dead. I won't hear of it. I love Toy Story, okay? Love it. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Psychologists have found the personality trait that make people fat. Yeah. <laughs> it's called food. Well, let's take the test. Let's see, a new Swiss study cited by New York Magazine, your eating habits are unknowingly guided by your personality traits. Really? Uh, These traits are considered to remain stable over a lifetime. The researchers used the most studied personality inventory, the Big Five. These traits remain with you over a lifetime. Extroversion, or how much you need contact with other people, Openness to experience, or how much you desire novelty. Conscientiousness, or how much you need to follow the rules. Agreeableness, or how much you need to feel I liked. Uh, Neuroticism, or how easily your emotions are affected. Whatever. More likely larger portions. Conscientious person has discipline to meet deadlines. Unfortunately, see also. Are you going to let me take the test, or what? 
I want to see there's no link for the test. I want to take the fat test. Okay, well, first of all, I mean, I know how I'm going to, and I know that I'm going to pass this test. I know that I have the traits. Okay. Clearly, I have the traits. But there's got, I mean, you know, with help, ah, I'll get back to simple to lose. With help, see, health coach, lose weight, get healthier, follow habits of health with Dr. Anderson, lose weight, get healthy, feel better, live longer. Okay, simpletolose.com. Simple, the number two, lose.com. Sign up for the free health coach. And get started today. I mean, it actually, it's tremendous. It works. Seriously, it worked for me. And it's working again. Uh, I'm really, and again, I say again because I was never off of Habits of Health and Simple to Lose. Although, remember, choices have consequences. And instead of choosing uh, no pizza, I was choosing yes pizza. And like, uh, you know. Three months ago, if the story of Memories Pizza would have come up, I would have had pizza every night because that's all I wanted all week was pizza, and I just I can't. I'll enjoy a slice, maybe two, sometime this weekend to get it out of my system, and then that's it. Instead of, you know, large pizza, double cheese, pepperoni, mushrooms, and a Diet Coke. So I was hoping to maybe take the test on the new personality likely to get you fat and they also are trying to uh rearrange how we think about exercise because they're saying that working out uh makes you fat uh they're saying that uh, the new study reveals a direct link between strenuous exercise and failing to achieve weight loss i could have told you that doesn't take a study for that it says because 53 percent of us reward ourselves with junk food after the gym Really, that's why you need the habits of health. That's what—that's the whole point behind habits of health and having the free health coach. So you make the healthy choices. And first, lose the weight you need to lose. Then start the exercise program. So you're already on a way, a plan. Okay. Simple. To lose. Dot. Com. I mean, you know what it is. Just type it in. Start coming to you you want to be. All right, a whole bunch more to get to on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet me at JeffyMRA or Facebook me. You can find whatever, the Blaze Radio Network, you know, blaze.com slash TV. All right. So I found the big five personality test and it's like 18,000. I mean, oh my gosh, it's like 46 questions and then they want you to rate you and someone else and then they have a bunch of questions at the end. So maybe I just make this a separate little podcast. It might even be longer than the show, to be honest with you, all these questions. Uh, 
Uh, I see myself as someone who's talkative, tends to find fault with others, does a thorough job, is depressed, blue, the original comes up with new ideas, is reserved, is helpful and unselfish with others, uh, yeah, no, uh, can be somewhat careless, uh, is relaxed, and, no, okay, no, is full of energy, uh, yeah, no, uh, starts quarrels with others, I, I just start quarrels and they'll, they'll fight it out, just stand back and watch them. That's not, I don't think that's a question on there, though. Uh, has an active imagination, oh, yeah. Uh, tends to be quiet. Uh, why does this stuff keep falling off my computer? What's going on? I can't take it. Is that part of the test? Maybe we do the personality test as a separate podcast. So keep your eye out for that because this is, this is, uh, they want you to rate someone else. They tell you the top five. I may tweet this out. Everybody should take it and learn who you are. Okay. You can, uh, as you're rating yourself, you're encouraged to rate another person. By rating someone else, you'll tend to receive a more accurate assessment of your own personality. Also, you will be given a personality profile for the person you rate, which will also allow you to compare yourself to this person on each of the five basic personality dimensions. Try to rate someone whom you know well, such as a close friend, coworker, or family member. There are no right or wrong answers, but note that you will not obtain meaningful results unless you answer the question seriously. The results are being used in a scientific research. So please try to give accurate answers. Your results will be displayed as soon as you submit your answers. Yay! Yay! All right, we're doing that. We've got to take that. We got to take that because uh, I want to find out. I know my my personality, okay? And I love. You ever been to a psychiatrist? I know it's a surprise, but you know I have been a long time ago. But I love messing with psychiatrists because they all the psychiatrists and the psychologists they all have that same little mentality thing. They've taken this test and they know exactly who they are. They like to they like to mess with people and all. They all answer questions with questions. If you answer. The, uh, if you get picked for jury duty and you want to get actually get picked to go on the jury, answer the questions that the attorneys give you like you're a psychologist, and you will get picked every time. That's a, that's a Jeff Fisher fact because I have been called for jury duty three times, three times, and uh, four times, and uh, – Twice I I I am out. They didn't they didn't pick. Okay, they just said here's your you're, you're done. They're not picking uh, group number three. You can go home now, and uh, your day is over. I know we canceled your work day for you, but just get out. And then uh, uh, and I know you sat here for four hours on your morning. And you could be doing other things productive, but thank you for being part of it. Uh, and the other two. I got called into voir dire, and uh, you know I answered the questions just the way, like they wanted to hear you answer those questions, just like a psychiatrist, a psychologist, questions back, question them back. If someone were to find out that uh, they were accused of murdering someone, could you still look at them like they were a real person? Well. They were just accused, right? 
they're still a person. What does that change? Ugh. Ugh. You get picked every time. They'll put you on the jury. They'll love you. Okay, so there you go. There's my little helpful hint. If you wanna if you don't want to be picked for jury duty, don't be a good answerer when they call you in to the attorneys, okay? Because otherwise you're on. And then you're sitting on a jury for hours and hours listening to testimony, and you've got to listen to testimony. The one case I was on, now I'm thinking about my last jury duty case, it was actually horrible. This guy beat this guy up uh, almost to death. He was charged with, uh, what the heck was the charge? It was like assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill or something like that. But it wasn't manslaughter, it wasn't murder. So like assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill or something like that. What he used was a drill, a drill with a cord, a, a, an electric drill. And he was he grabbed onto the end of the cord and he swung it around, you know, like a lasso above his head. And he just banged this guy in the face. And he banged him in the face like two or three times. And he did. He almost killed this guy. And uh, I went through the whole case. Well, the whole thing, thinking, you know, okay, I got he's not guilty, he's not guilty. Prove to me he's guilty. Prove to me he's guilty. And at the end of the day, guilty. So with the case is over, we go back to meet, the jury meets up, and, you know, you got to be, somebody's got somebody's to stand up in the courtroom and say, we have, Your Honor, guilty as charged, not guilty. And, you know, all right, I'll do it, fine. I'll be the one, no problem. I'll look him in the eye and say guilty. Uh, and then, and then, you know, I mean, this judge wanted it done that day because we went into, uh, discuss the case like late in the afternoon, late the trial, when the trial got started late morning and went on for hours, we had to break for lunch. It seemed like it was never going to end. I thought for sure we were going to come back, have to come back the next day. And the judge is like, oh, no, we're getting this done today. And so you guys go back and, and uh, work it out, see where you're at. And uh, we ended up, we got it. it. Was We were done. Like We finished it up, said he was guilty, talked about it for I don't know how long, quite a, a while. Because there was one lady who was, well, you did. Yeah, but no, he's guilty. And uh, so we came back, and it was you know early evening. And uh, we have your honor, guilty as charged. And... Um, so then he said, okay, thank you for your jury. You can leave or whatever. And as soon as we, st- we said that, he said, okay, we're going to do sentencing. And I, we all kind of looked, and he goes, you can stay for sentencing if you want. So, I mean, I think everyone on the jury sat down. And what the heck, we're already there, right? We're there. And we've gone through this whole day. Why are we going to leave now? Let's find out what happens to this guy. And so they get to the sentencing trial because, I mean, the judge, it's like 8 o'clock at night. And the judge is like, no, nah, we're, we're doing this now. I want this off my docket. So uh, we get to the sentencing phase. This guy that we have not heard about this at all, now, we heard nothing of his past. Uh, very, I should say very little of his past. He had already had, had been arrested many times. And he was arrested many times for assault, uh, drugs, been in jail several times. And so after this case, I mean, he went away for seven years. And he probably should have been more, actually. 
Uh, I mean, he almost killed that guy with that drill. And you think about that, an electric drill with a cord swinging around like that, how bad that would hurt. I mean, the guy almost died. His face was still messed up when he took the stand. Uh, It was bad. And uh, he got seven years right there. Boom, seven years. You're going down. Prison, not jail, prison. And, uh, I mean, I hope he's okay now. I hope the guy, you know, turned his life around in, in prison and came out and is leading a productive life. But, uh, anyway, hey, the Jeff Fisher trial story. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Coming up uh, immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network, Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka. Um, Still no word on if he's actually going to be giving away the stunt brain collar stays uh, on the broadcast today, but uh, it's possible. And then uh, starting at noon, uh, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live on the Blaze Radio Network with a little bit of Glenn Beck Rewind to find out uh, what happened uh, this week on the Glenn Beck Radio program. Uh, you can tweet me at JeffyMRA. So I'm driving to work today, and while it was a smooth cruise here in the Metroplex, uh, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, when, uh, A, I either need a driver which, you know, unless I had your money, I couldn't afford. Or I need to get a car that can drive itself. I can just sit in it and plug in, go to work. I don't even have to plug it in. I just want to say it. Get in. Work. Down the road we go. Okay? So I can maybe close my eyes, maybe bring out the tablet, do a little bit of work. Make a phone call, tweet something, play solitaire, whatever I want to do. Okay? I can clean my ears, cut my fingernails, whatever I want to do other than have to pay attention to the road. And that is coming soon. Now, Delphi just had a car drive across the country by itself. Huh? It's almost there. We're almost there. Uh, really cool. The Del 5 drove uh, across uh, the United States uh, all the way um, from uh, California to New York. Uh, they said that uh, they used about 50 or about 99% of the time. They actually said that they had to drive it a couple of times. They had to drive it uh, through a big construction area. Uh, that it could, the roads were all uh, uh, jerry rigged all over, so they had to get through it. And there was another, um, there was something else that wouldn't get over into a busy lane where it had to go, uh, because it was it was really busy. It was too much traffic, so it was deciding not to go into that lane. Uh, and so they, they so that, that's when they took over uh, those two times. But uh, other than that. It uh, it drove by itself across the country, didn't break the speed limits, uh, followed all the rules. Uh, at, in the end, I believe that they said uh, they realized that uh, 
Uh, it needs uh, a little bit more road rules, uh, road safety, and the idea that, like on those, when it wanted to get over and it wouldn't get over into the busy lane, it needed to realize that you needed to get in that lane. And sometimes, even when you're a human driving, you can't get in those lanes. You didn't, you didn't get over soon enough, so you just got to go up and come back around. Um, I get that. And it also talks about how Delphi, what, I mean, here's here's America for you. Uh, Delphi isn't going to be making the cars. They're making the equipment. They're making it. They kept. They put all the equipment. Uh, they can't see where the cameras are on the cars. They put the, they put the information and the technology in the wheel well because they want to sell that technology to the automotive maker. They could say, hey. Here you go. Here's your system. The Delphi system. Put it in your car. It's now a self-driving car. Nice. I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. Please make it happen. Okay, so it is Easter weekend. Right? Easter weekend. Uh, Be ready for your Easter services. Uh, It's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. But... Also remember uh, that we celebrate Easter with chocolate bunnies, <laughs> and I never, I never really understood why. I don't know, but apparently there was an Easter bunny museum in uh, Munich, Germany, that showcased examples of uh, Easter rabbits made of cardboard, wood, fabric. Some had the removable heads. That was, I guess, those were the beginning of for the chocolates. So uh, once it came across, uh, it came across to the U.S. in Pennsylvania uh, in 1890. A shoekeeper put a five foot five foot chocolate bunny uh, in the window to attract business. And then in 1927, a photograph captured two young boys uh, flanking a 75 pound chocolate bunny in front of a pharmacy in Minnesota. And uh, after that, uh, people wanted chocolate rabbits of all kinds of proportions. So, I mean, it started in the 1890s, even before that in Germany, uh, where they were making cutouts and giving chocolate pieces. But chocolate didn't become uh, a mainstay until, in, you know, really the Industrial Revolution. Oh, I know, until, I don't know what, America made it big? Huh. Go figure. Amazing. So, get your chocolate bunny. Hollow or whole. Old chocolate bunny. Mm-hmm. Any way you like. Don't worry about those little eggs. I know you like the little eggs and you get the little candies and the little Easter this. Hey. I want the chocolate bunny. And I love the packaging too because the packaging makes it seem like you've got the 18 foot bunny. And then pull it out. Two feet. <laughs> <laughs> with hollow and whole ears. So be happy with what you get. Okay? Okay? Anyway, anybody tell you you look good today? No? Well, you do. You look fantastic. Fantastic. Except you're not really going to wear that all day, are you? Ooh. All right. Okay. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.